0: Be sure to subscribe to this podcast
1: so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. I'm here today with Rachel Lott. Rachel, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for inviting me. I am so excited to talk to you for a couple of reasons, and I'll just set this up with why I invited you and why I'm excited to talk to you. Rachel applied for an opening on City Council. Prior to that, I really didn't know you very much. I, I didn't know you at all, actually. And then you've applied to serve on some other boards, and then you applied to serve on planning commission. And you're our newest planning commissioner, so we're really excited that you're willing to serve. wanted to just ask you, Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself so that people in Caseville get to know you.
0: Okay. Well, um, we have lived in Caseville for 21 years. We moved here fresh out of school. And lived in East Caseville for 11 years, and then we moved over to West Caseville and have been there for 10 years. So I feel like Caseville's our home. We've raised all our children here, and um, it's a great place to live. I've seen a lot of changes. We moved here before the overpass on 200, mm-hmm. way before the Smiths. and. The Wingers and, you know, right. which is a big deal, it right? It is a big deal. A sit-down restaurant in Kaysville was a big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we were here when the motel was over by Bowman's. Um, so we've seen a lot of changes in Kaysville. And I don't know. I love it. It's a great place to raise a family. and
1: It's you know, a great place to live, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is.
1: When I ask people what they love about Kaysville, they talk about just the simplicity what do you think about that in terms of you mentioned changes? What have you liked that you've seen change?
0: Yeah, um, it is a very small town feel, but it's not a small town. We're a city. We've got a pretty decent sized population. Um, and it's been nice to see kind of gradual guided change as we bring more businesses in. Um, I think those businesses have been over backwards to try to involve the community and serve the community. Um, There's been a lot of changes with open space that are so exciting. Um, Barnes Park is amazing, and people come from all over to play tournaments and do different activities at Barnes Park. And That's true. So lots of changes, but they've been good. I feel like they've been gradual, and I think we're still mindful of our roots, our heritage, and and what we want. We want the town to be
1: close-knit and inclusive. Right. We want that family feel. We want that hometown feel. And I think that we have done a good job of preserving that. And and moving forward, I know that our residents really want to continue that. As a planning commissioner, you're now going to have some opportunities to really be a part of that future plan and that future growth. I really appreciate the fact that you've been attending the, well, it's virtually attending the land use trainings and, and really starting to understand and dig into our ordinances. You'll start your commission, uh, July 1st will be your first. Well, I'm not sure when that actually the meeting is, but, yeah. but in July you'll be able to start as a planning commissioner. Why did you want to be on planning commission?
0: Well, it's, um, this Stems back several years ago. Uh, the neighborhood that we live in is just north of Centennial, Junior High, and um, we built and it was a fun little neighborhood and then the property between the Junior High and our neighborhood, there was a great big field with horses roaming around. It was so fun, so close, and that property was going to be developed. And um, I had mixed feelings. I think a lot of people had mixed feelings. You, there's those emotional mixed feelings. Um, What's gonna happen? Is there gonna be a lot more traffic? What kind of homes are gonna be there? Is that gonna affect my property value? Um, All of those things, but then there were also, um, I don't know, other concerns. And I think that's where I really started to get involved. I wrote a letter to Lorraine Kamalu, and we had a neighborhood planning meeting that I didn't organize, but was really supportive of. And um, her response to me was, it's great that you're involved. It's great that you have um, opinions, but they need to be factually based. And it made me stand back, really look at the situation and say, somebody owns that property it is their right to develop that property however i do have valuable opinions so i started to dig in and do some research um, initially and and i felt like we had the planning commission come to our meeting and help support us listen to our concerns and i felt like there was a really good negotiation Um, we were able to kind of talk about lot sizes and if they were consistent with what was in the neighborhood. And the lot sizes there are now smaller than our lot sizes, but they're still beautiful, beautiful homes. And the lot sizes were a little bit bigger than what we expected. They punched out an opening out to sunset. That was one of our main concerns. Our neighborhood has five circles. Mm -hmm. And that initially was going to be a circle. And we were like, how are emergency vehicles gonna be able to get in? This is unsafe, and then we saw it as an opportunity to provide a safe walking route oh, for good. children to both of those schools. Um, we had fought earlier for sidewalks down Angel mm-hmm. and the speed signs to make everybody
1: know How that we need to slow going. down. Mm-hmm. Makes them aware. And so
0: that was kind of my first opportunity to get involved, and and I learned a lot of lessons. While we might have emotional knee jerk reactions, we really need to sit back and and think through safety and um, all of these things that affect our community, but we, we need to be willing to be open to change. It's, Utah's gonna change. It's we true. have silicone Slopes, we have the inner city port, mm-hmm. um, lots of things coming up to Hill Air Force Base. We are growing and we can't stop urban sprawl. It's true. But we can we can have input, we can guide it, and we i think that
1: will help it. us accept it what you've what you've shared is it is a, is a perfect example of things going right um in terms of the interaction that a developer can have with the community with the residents because and and as we plan for this future growth that's really here so it's really present growth You're right. We can do a lot of things to 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 get in front of it and to plan for it and to make sure that we've got the right pieces in place to support it. And it does make everyone feel better at the end of the day. I think that as a planning commissioner, you'll have a lot of opportunities to go and visit sites where people say, "Come and walk this property," and then you'll see what I mean about traffic and how dangerous it is. But at the same time, Loreen's response to you was really good. She was on the planning commission at that time. Because it's hard when, as a commissioner, you hear people's emotional responses. We also need the data. We also need to know and share, okay, this is actually the data that we have that, that demonstrates to us that this isn't really going to be unsafe. Or, you know, our emergency vehicles really can drive through the subdivision. Or if they can't, then this is what the developer will do to make sure that it's safe. And so it's a great process.
0: Yeah, I remember... Um- Something that was said in a recent meeting, I think it was Paul Allred. I think, too, one thing that we don't think about, we're, we're so caught up in the here and now that we're not always forward thinking. So he said something in the recent Planning Commission meeting that really struck me. He said, I'm on a half acre um, in West Kaysville, which I am as well, so I could relate to that. And he said, as we are getting older, we're wondering how we're going to maintain that half acre. And if we decide to downsize, where will we go? Is there a place for us in Kaysville? And that really struck me because we have, um, most of our children are in college. I have one more at home and it's becoming difficult to maintain our property. We're on a Mm -hmm. creek. It's true. And it's a lot of work. And I think what's going to happen when we're older? Sometimes I don't think we project into the future and... And um, need to know that there's a variety of housing available, so our residents that have put down the roots and want to stay have the opportunity to stay, and new families that want to come and raise their children here with our wonderful school systems and um, small town feel have that opportunity. I think it's important.
1: It, It is important, and it's interesting because in some meetings people will say, "Well, we don't want those people. We don't want those people moving into our community." and you just very very eloquently explained that those people are are us we are those people because at different times in our in our lives we're going to be at different stages and, and want different things and so i agree it's it's a wonderful thing for a city to be able to think that way to be able to say okay how can we plan for everyone in our community to benefit i don't think that we need to necessarily become a high density city. We don't have the space. We will never become a high density sort of population here. But we do have the opportunity in these rezone requests sometimes and undeveloped land that's available to, to think about the future and to invite developers to present us with options so that our kids can live here and we can stay here. Because it's true my husband, our kids are you know grown and married and every time he mows the line he comes in and just says oh my gosh <laughs> tammy why aren't you out here weeding?" i'm going well i'm busy and it's hard there's it's a lot to maintain It is, a lot but we want to stay in Caseville. we've lived here for a long long time right and i would like to die here so i'm going to need a place to live or i'm going to need kids that come back and help yeah yeah it's true it's good as a planning commissioner we're excited to have you on i'm, I'm just really excited for the energy that you'll bring in the perspective. And it's really nice having come from an experience where you were really part of that process of development. How much, how much um, input do you think the property owners in a neighborhood should really have in terms of impacting a decision that Planning Commission and City Council make?
0: Um, it, that's a great question. I think as residents and taxpayers and people that um, really are the heart and soul of the city, they need to be heard. But at the same time, I think we need to understand the purpose of the meeting and and be able to try to um, see from both perspectives and not go in emotionally charged, to be able to go in and, and really talk through, ask questions. A lot of times I would have strong opinions about things that happened in Kaysville and the more I was educated about it really my my aversion shrunk it really mitigated my strong opinions um so I think a lot of times we're just not completely aware I think the general plan is a great place to start um I think it's very approachable and I've learned a lot reading the general plan and also knowing that there are there are rules and laws and ordinances. And for example, I don't think a lot of people in Kaysville know that the state of Utah is mandating a certain amount of dense housing. Mm-hmm, um, that's true. And so we kind of don't have a choice, but we can guide that decision. We can take ownership and acceptance of that and, and find a way to make it fit our vision of, of what we love about Kaysville. But I think. Some of that's just not being informed and, and not knowing where to access the information. So,
1: I think you're 100% right. And you mentioned the general plan as, as a guiding tool and a really helpful tool. We're in the process, as you know, of updating the general plan. We want to finalize that update. We've gone through a really long process of obtaining public input and statistically valid data. To support what our residents say that they want to have happen in Caseville, and the general Mm -hmm. plan is is a great guiding tool and it should be followed. I mean, it's general for a reason. We try not to be overly specific because we still want council members and planning commissioners to be able to make decisions that fall within the guidelines of the general plan. But it's it's a it's a plan that we want people to be able to depend on, to be able to to use that and say, okay, well, this is the map for the city this is what I'd like to do. And it falls within this, this uh, allowed area. And then as residents come, come forward and say, oh, I don't really like that. I don't want you to do that. Then at least we have a document that says, look, we put a lot of time, a lot of research into this. And, and, and this is what we're going to use to make our decisions.
0: Right. And I think if you're familiar with the general plan, um, which is very approachable, then I think there aren't as many big surprises.
1: Well, right, exactly. I mean, a lot of times people will look at the general plan for the city before they buy property. And now as I've been involved in the city planning process over the last little bit, I make that recommendation to other people as well. I'll say, Well, make sure that you know that the house that you're buying isn't, you know, scheduled to be rezoned as something else because you you want to know it is an investment. And here in Caseville, in Davis County, I think in Utah, we look at our properties as Not just places to live, but future investments. People retire, you retire off of their properties.
0: I know that when we um, built in West Caseville, we really paid attention to future plans with UDOT, the legacy highway going through, how would that impact where we live. And um, so, yeah, you've got to do a little bit of research and, and kind of know what you're getting yourself into. I think that that's always a good idea when you're looking to settle in a new place.
1: It really is, and I am grateful that you've said, you know, it's just a matter of really trying to be informed. And, and that's what's hard from a city perspective is encouraging people to get informed and to go to the city website to look up information that they need to know or would like to know, as well as calling the city. We've got great staff and we have great volunteers. Planning Commission um, is a volunteer body. You guys aren't getting really paid to do it necessarily. You're doing it because you love the city, but you're a great resource for people. I want people to realize that they can reach out to planning commissioners, as well as city council members, as well as city staff, when we have questions about things that come up.
0: Yeah, and that with that earlier experience that I had, it was such a good experience because our neighborhood felt heard. And even though the land um, was still developed, we were okay with it because we were part of it. So I was really grateful that the Planning Commission kind of served as a liaison between us and the developer and the City Council making the final decisions. Um, It made a lot easier to accept change and I I think that's a big part of it is just learning that we all have the same goals. Um, We just need to kind of work together to be able to accept (laughs) <laughs> the inevitable changes that are coming, right? Right, but and control the
1: changes. Well, and to be able to feel part of the process and included, I think that's because the key. Then
0: it's so exciting. Actually, I'm really excited about some of the future ideas that are
1: are coming to Caseville. So, and and that's a really good point because you you've been a part of it, and you've been involved from a resident, and now you're involved as a volunteer which is great. And so we do want to encourage people as much as possible. That's why I wanted to talk to you. I was excited that you were interested in serving on planning commission because I want people to know that if you have an opinion or even if you don't, if you want to get involved, there are so many opportunities. We've talked about volunteerism before we started this podcast and you were telling me about some of the volunteerism you've, yeah. you've done. So I
0: noticed um, when I lived in East Kaysville, we I volunteered a lot at my children's elementary school. And because of the kind of the surrounding demographic, it was over by um, the Women's Shelter. We had a lot of children in need of help, homework help, tutoring, you know. Um, with with families, with mother and father both working, maybe they didn't have as much opportunity. Um, so we did, we put together a volunteer program. To help these kids with homework. And then when I moved to West Kaysville and wanted to volunteer in my children's school, some of the teachers said, we have too many volunteers, we have enough. And that was shocking to me um, that, I don't know, why can't we pull our resources? If, if people want to volunteer, they want to be involved, there are plenty of places. Come over to some of the other schools. Absolutely. we have amazing alternative high schools that not everybody knows about. There's Mountain High. There's the um, School for Adults. Is it Canyon Crest? Mm-hmm. Um, at Renaissance Academy. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways to get involved and to help and to make our community stronger because I, I, I'm i an educator, so I'm really biased. Um, but I think education is a, a key way to keep our communities safe. The more we know, the the better we behave. Oh, absolutely. So um, I think there are plenty of opportunities to be involved in Kaysville. And I would love to see um, the pockets kind of reach out, stretch, um, and get involved in other areas. If if your school's saturated with volunteers, Mm -hmm. plenty of schools that need volunteers, um, right right here in Mm Kaysville, within a five-minute drive, you know, and, and so there are lots
1: of ways that you can become involved. It's true. Well, I am so glad that you were willing to step up and throw your hat in the ring for a city council appointment. That's how I've gotten to know you. And then other things that you're doing within the community. It makes a huge difference. And that's what I love about Kaysville. I love Kaysville because we've got passionate people. We have people that want to help each other and want to make a difference. What do you love about Kaysville is my closing question.
0: Oh, goodness. When we initially came here, I had a two year old. And what brought us here when we got our job in Salt Lake was we did our research and we looked for safety and we looked at schools and how the schools were performing. That's what initially brought us here. And um, I think those are still two really important factors. I can go for a walk at night and feel safe anywhere in Caseville. Um, And so that's. I think really important. I think how close-knit the community is, how welcoming they are to others is important as well. Um, and like you said, people just being enthusiastic, caring about where they live and wanting to be involved. I don't know if that's because some people were raised here and they came back, or some people have settled here and just love the the vibe that Kaysville has. But um, yeah, I can't imagine being anywhere else. Plus it has perfect access. It's, it's the perfect little community to have access to Salt Lake, to Ogden. Without being in Salt Lake and being in Ogden, you get your kind of your, your big city and,
1: and more country lifestyle. Um, I, I agree, we're, we're kind of just in the middle. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle and it's a great place to be. Yeah, Because we're agree. able to maintain our hometown feel and preserve our neighborhoods here. and and support our residents. It's a great place to live. Rachel, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me.